Welcome to Calvary Revival Church Podcast, where we exist to know God, live generously, discover purpose, and make a difference. Wherever you are listening from, our desire is for this practical teaching to make a difference in your personal life and in the lives of the people and community around you. And now, let's prepare ourselves for an uplifting experience. I'm excited because God has been speaking to us in this season about serving. And uh, today we have just a very simple conversation that we're going to have today with you on servanthood. If you have your Bibles, turn to Luke chapter 4. We're going to read verses 18 to 19. As I told them this morning, real Christians have Bibles. They carry Bibles. So I hope you have a Bible or an iPad or a phone, a Bible app. Thank you, Jesus. Luke chapter 4, verses 18 through 19 says, The Spirit, this is our, our theme uh, scripture for this season. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me. Because he anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He has sent me to proclaim release to the captives and recovery of sight to the blind. This is our job description. To set those who are oppressed and to proclaim the favorable year of the Lord. Now I want you to turn over to John chapter 13. We're going to read verses 5 through 17. Then he poured water into the basin and began to wash the disciples' feet and to wipe them with the towel with which he was girded. So he came to Simon Peter. He said to him, Lord, do you wash my feet? Jesus answered and said to him, what I do, you do not realize now, but you will understand hereafter. Peter said to him, never shall you wash my feet. Jesus answered him, If I do not wash you, you have no part with me. Simon Peter said to him, Lord, then wash not only my feet, but also my hands and my head. Jesus said to him, he who has bathed needs only to wash his feet, but he is completely clean, and you are clean, but not all of you. For he knew the one who was betraying him. For this reason he said, Not all of you are clean. So when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, do you know what I have done to you? You call me teacher and Lord, and you are right, for so I am. If I then, the Lord and the teacher, washed your feet, you also ought to wash one another's feet. For I gave you an example that you also should do as I did to you. Truly, truly, I say to you, a slave is no greater than his master, nor is one who is sent greater than the one who sent him. If you know these things, you are blessed if you do them. Come on, bow your head. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you speaking to us today. Open up our understanding, cause our hearts and our eyes and our minds to be enlightened by truth today. Cause us to see something through a very simple message that we've never seen before that would revolutionize our lives and change us. We thank you for it now in Jesus' name. Amen. Come on, turn around and look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, it's time to wash some feet. What we have been learning in this season, as Pastor David and Bishop have been sharing, serving with the right attitude, knowing how to have the right attitude. And then Pastor David taught us on the redefining of a servant. What does it mean to be a real servant of God? Because we've been talking about becoming like Jesus and leading uh, like Jesus. And then last week, Bishop taught us how to serve when it's painful, when it's hard to serve. Today we want to talk about the unknown servant. Turn around and tell somebody the unknown servant. servant. When we think about serving, um, we envision people, Lydia, that uh, maybe the lowest person on the totem pole when we think about serving. We feel like if we serve people, then 
people are going to look at us and think that we're nobody and we're lowering ourselves if we serve. But that's, that's not how Jesus felt in John chapter 13, and we're going to walk through that uh, today. When I get an opportunity to serve my daughter, I, I, I think of it as an opportunity to add value to her life. And uh, as my campus pastor, I want to serve her. And um, we go back and forth over that because sometimes she looks at me like I'm crazy. But I told her the reason why I'm here, even through the transition and everything, is to serve her. And uh, when we look at John chapter 13, we're going to see some things I want you to see today, uh, some very simple truths when it comes to serving one another. Because when you serve someone, you add value to that individual. Right. You're adding value to them when you take the time and the sacrifice to serve them. Servanthood is not about a position. It's not about a skill. It's just a simple act of love to someone. To see, to, see, to be like Jesus, then we've got to add value like he did to people. When you look at John chapter 13, and he tells them, he says, you know, it's very simple because he was the chief servant of all in John chapter 13. Well, the disciples wanted to have this dinner. Called this dinner, they went on open table and got reservations for the table, for the supper. But one thing they forgot is they forgot the servant to wash the feet. Because it was customary for them that when you come into the place, you are to wash the feet of the individual. Well, they forgot that. They had all the food and all the gal, the stuff that was needed for this supper, but they forgot about the servant. And so they were looking at each other and <laughs> with amazement, well, where's the servant? Well, none of them wanted the job. They looked at each other. You going to do it? No, I ain't doing it. You going to do it? No, I ain't doing it. So they were arguing back and forth, wondering who was going to be the greatest. And Jesus noticed that. He noticed it, and he said, well, you know what? After we eat, I'm going to give an illustration of what it means to be a servant. And so after they ate, Jesus stripped himself down, got a basin of water, Got a simple towel. He knelt down. And he put the disciples' feet into the water. Now, when you serve people, it has nothing to do with their background, has nothing to do with their status, where they live or even how their feet look. Because how many of you know? <laughs> they walked through that. They walked on those roads. And their feet were not nice. They walked through that road. Their feet were dirty. They're, and that's probably why the, the, uh, the disciples were arguing, who's going to do this? Because we ain't doing that. And isn't that somehow... Sometime we act, I'm not serving that individual. Look at the way they look. Look how they smell. Yeah. Look where they live. I'll serve over here because that's easy to serve. But Jesus, he said, nah, if you're going to serve like me, you got to humble yourself. Yeah. You know, and when I thought about it, as he was washing the feet and I was reading the story, and, and I said to myself, why the feet? Why didn't you just wash their hands or wash their face? Why? It's because when I wash the hands, I'm looking at that individual like they're my peer. But when I lower myself and wash their feet, that I'm humbling myself to serve. And today I wash 
not only my daughter's feet, but I wash my campus pastor's feet to serve her as long as I live on this earth, to serve her. I don't have to be on the same level with her. I serve her because she's one of God's servants. Now I got an easy job today because her feet are clean. <laughs> but he took that towel, washed it, dried them. And he wanted to let the disciples know that in order to serve, that's what you got to do. You got to go low to serve. And so today, I want to share some things with you. A very simple object lesson that turned the lives of people around. If you're going to serve people, you must be motivated to love them in order to serve them. If you're going to serve people, you've got to be motivated by love. It cannot be something that they have to do for you to serve them. It has to be unconditional. It has to be unselfish. You don't have to get paid to serve. Oh, come on, somebody. I'm finding now in this day and age that you got to pay people to serve you. But that's not what Jesus did. He didn't ask anything from them. They didn't have to be great. They didn't have to have all these merits. They didn't have to be anything great. Jesus served them out of grace and mercy. They didn't have a lot of IG followers. They didn't have a lot of Facebook followers. They weren't even known. Come on. But he served them out of love. I, I was thinking, Lydia, about the young lady that came to our spa, and you served her. Yeah, Miss Cheryl. Mm -hmm. um, man, Mom, I know we did this already first service, but there was a power in that analogy again. Um, and I just want to point out that sometimes it's, it makes you uncomfortable when people serve you like that. <laughs> and it happens to us often. And I think with Miss Cheryl, that's a similar situation. She was homeless and she would come into the spot and she would never have anything, any money to buy anything or, or participate in a service. But what she felt was love. And that just kept bringing her back. And would remember yeah. that people would be in the spot and they would just wonder why this homeless woman is in here. Or she's in the way of what I'm trying to get done. And, or she smelled different than the rest of us. And a lot of people would even leave the spot because they would see Miss Cheryl in there. And I remember um, just feeling as if people were just passing by and forgetting the dignity that is within everyone that they see. That's right. Is that oftentimes when people don't smell or look or they're dirty That's as if right. they don't have dignity. But what we see in them is the face of Jesus that says that I still, I'm still going to serve you. Because that's, like you said, yes. a command that we were given yes. to do is to serve people. And so through service, oftentimes comes salvation. Because Ms. Cheryl ended up giving her heart to Christ in our spa. <laughs> and I remember she would she was such a sweet woman, a funny woman. I told first service she would always say that President Obama was at Applebee's. <laughs> and I would try to tell her all the time. I was like, Cheryl, Miss Cheryl, President Obama is not at Applebee's. I promise you, he's not gonna be there getting the two for a four, whatever special, the two for twenty, you know, I'm pretty sure. And then she would always say, Okay, Lydia, but I'm telling you, I get these letters that tell me that he's there. And so I said, well, Miss Cheryl, White House is spelled wrong. So I'm, I'm pretty sure this isn't officially from the White House, right. you know. And um, she came to church one time, and, and I remember she said, she had asked me if I knew about this church around the corner. And I said, yeah, I know about that church. 
And, um, and so she said she came in here one time and she said she'd left. And when she crossed the street to go find somewhere to, to sleep, she said she just felt a, just a, a rush or something in the back of her leg. She said she just fell to the ground. And something she felt, she said she knew she needed something more. And she didn't say she needed a house. She didn't say she needed money. She just said she knew she needed something yes. from something higher than herself that she couldn't put into words what she needed. And that was the day before she gave her heart to Christ. So I think our, our position as believers should be, what are you offering people when you engage with them? What are you offering them you know, that, that draws them to the love of Christ in you? And that happens through service. Yes. And not worrying about what other people think or where you put your love or display your love or this person isn't deserving because we weren't deserving of it either. That's right. And though God loved us that's yet right. when we were sinners. That's right. And so that's the thing, the powerful connection I find when we're just not trying to rush to the next thing in our day is that we slow down and we pay attention to these moments where the Lord is asking you to serve someone. That's right. And this was a spa that I owned and so I didn't have to let her in there. Uh, but we felt like to have this kind of spa was that we weren't just inviting people that look good. We wanted whoever could come into that spa, we would bless them. And we put her on the bed. You know, she was on the massage bed. She was on, I know she was probably going, whoo, you know, but she was on the bed. And we served her and gave her the massage and everything she needed. You have to pay for anything. Just like the person who was paying. Yes. We gave it to her. Yeah. And I believe that Cheryl's life was changed because she was able to receive love yes. from people that she really didn't even know. She didn't really know us. Mm -mm. But because we understood what it meant to serve. You know, I've been looking at the college football games and the NFL games, but as I was looking at the college football games, I recognized uh, that there's girls or even guys that run through there and what they do is they take those bottles and they're squeezing Gatorade or water into the mouths of the players. And I said to myself, if nobody was there to squeeze that Gatorade into the mouth of that player, they wouldn't have the energy or the hydration or whatever to perform like they need to perform. Now, they never put the name of that girl or that guy, they never show her name. They never show his name. But if she was or he was absent, what would they do? We're talking about the unknown servant. Just little things that you may do to bless somebody's life makes all the difference in the world. To be seen by him is to be seen. To be known by him is to be known. Scripture tells us if we would humble ourselves under the mighty hand of God, in due time, he will exalt us. And that's a powerful scripture. Yes. If we would just humble ourselves. Mm -hmm. Because see, we live in a world today, ain't nobody trying to do nothing for nobody. Oh, come on, y'all. Over the last two years, everybody was going to the store to get toilet paper and paper towels for themselves. They weren't getting paper towels and, and, and toilet paper for nobody else. They were getting chicken legs and chicken backs for themselves. They weren't getting that for their friends or their neighbors. Come on. Because we live in a world that's all about moi. What is, what is it in here for me? But see, that's not God's kingdom. That's not his way. He said, in order to be a part of my kingdom, you've got to lower yourself to serve. And so... Jesus was expressing gratitude. He was expressing grace to these disciples. Love made him serve. Love called him to even wash the feet of Judas. Isn't that remarkable? 
that sometimes we may even have to wash the feet of the person that hurt us. The person that talked about you. The person that did you wrong. Now that's deep, that's a good, that's a, that's a lot of love. Because see, that's more than just putting their feet in the water. That's serving them and loving them when you know they have hurt you. When you know they have done you wrong. My, my nephew sent me something this week by email. He sent me an email of a fella in his care group, connect group, that was trying to reestablish their relationship with his daughters. And it was so touching to me. Because this man, he talked about the fact that he was wrong in what he did. But that wasn't the point. The point of his, e his email was to let them know, I want to reconnect with you. That's washing feet. I want to reconnect. I want to, I want to reconnect my relationship with you. I want us as long as I got on this earth to be able to have a relationship with you. He had been in prison. He had been disconnected with his uh, daughters. But he said, I want to wash your feet and reconnect with you. That's God's way. Yeah. That's God's kingdom. It makes me think of um, St. Augustine, who he said, for when the body is bent at a brother or sister's feet, the feeling of such loving mm. humility is either awakened in the heart itself or strengthened if already present. And it just made me think of the fact that some of us just need to rekindle our love. Yes. Do you remember when you were first yes. dating that book that was like the five love languages, or if any of you heard of that book, the five love languages, one of them is acts of service. Yes. And oftentimes, you know, we forget how much love can be brought into a relationship or with another person if we just do an act of service. How are we serving the people yes. in our life? And we're not just gonna magically start loving people unless we have a commitment to acts of service right. that are parts of our daily ritual. It has to be something where we get up in the morning, where we tell the Lord, I'm committed to loving someone through some act of service today, be it my neighbor or my spouse or my children, or maybe you need to serve yourself with some love, because oftentimes we're not loving yes. ourselves and allowing God's love to be settled within us, and then we're wondering, why can't we give love out? We're not able to right. receive. And that's another part of what the washing of feet does. It not only brings grace to the person, well, the humility is seen in, in our acts, but it also provides grace and love to the person receiving. That's right. To be able to receive a that's love right. like that. And for some of us, that's uncomfortable. Yeah, it is. It it's is. uncomfortable to receive that kind of love, that deep of a love. Yeah, it is. And when you continue to look at John chapter 13, the second uh, observation I want you to see is that you must possess a security in serving. Because Jesus knew who he was. Come on. He was secure enough to get down on the ground to serve the disciples. Jesus had nothing to prove. Come on. He had nothing to lose, and he had nothing to hide. You know, I, when I was in the spa, and uh, this is the same bowl that we had in the spa, and I remember washing the feet of the peers, my peers, and um, they struggled with that. They did not want me to wash their feet. I had nothing to hide. <laughs> I had nothing to lose. I was secure in who I was. Yeah. And so I would wash their feet, but they would struggle with that. They said, I don't want you to wash my feet. I said, well, if you don't let me wash your feet, ain't nobody else going to wash your feet. You're not going to get no pedicure today if I don't wash your feet. And they didn't want me to wash their feet. And so I told them, I said, it's okay, just relax. I'm gonna wash your feet. And they struggled with that. And they said to me, I, I, I'll never forget it. They said to me, they said, I never would do that. And they were pastor's wives. They said, I'd never do that. But I knew who I was. Yeah. I didn't have nothing to lose. I had nothing to hide. Yes. <laughs> Come on. I knew who I was. I was secure in knowing that I belonged to God and I was adding value through a simple act of washing the feet of the person 
that I was serving. Very simple. See, because the insecure are into titles. The secure are into towels. Yes. Come on. Let's say that again. The insecure are into titles. Titles mean nothing. They come and they go. But the secure are into towels because Jesus told them, if you do like I do, then you are part of me and my kingdom. Jesus' security enabled him to stoop low and to stretch wide. And that's what he's calling us to do, women, is to stoop low and stretch wide. That's why we're doing this conference. It's not so that we could just come together and just have a good time. No, we do this conference so we can bring others in. We're going to stoop low and we're going to stretch wide by bringing them into this conference. We're going to bring in people that are hurting. We're going to bring in people that are hopeless. We're going to bring in people that are in despair so that they get to experience the love and nature of God through a simple conference. Yeah. We, we talked about earlier how simple it was of just having water yes. around. Yes. It, it wasn't like Jesus went and got something that you couldn't get anywhere else. It was just having water. And even that symbolism of Jesus saying, I am the living water. So when you pour yourself yes. out, when you serve your sister, when you serve someone out, you say, I'm pouring out the living water on you. I'm allowing the power of God to be transferred from my life to your life. I'm allowing his grace to be transferred from my life to your life. I'm allowing the humbleness of a servant, of a savior, yes. to come through in the form of a servant so that you may be satisfied. And so some of us have just have to remind ourselves, my body and my, my being was here and created to be poured out as yes. a sacrifice. And it's not easy to get up and say, I'll sacrifice today. No. It's no. not easy. Again, it's that the unknown servant. Yeah. But it's the unknown security you will feel when you do that. That's right. You'll be secure in him knowing, I know what I'm here for. Yes. And I have dignity and I have value. And so do you. Yes. Even if they're not at the same place you are in life. And, and we talk about often, you know, our, 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 our past and then all the things and our hurts from yesterday. But some of us are facing some hurt and pains of today. Yes. And God's like, no, I want you to wash the pain of people today. Not just of yesterday and not just 10 years ago, but of 10 minutes ago, they are hurting and broken or felt abused or felt that they didn't have value. And that's where it, what Jesus needs for us yeah. is to, to stoop down, yeah. to stretch and stretch wide yeah. because he's, he's calling us. He's, he's delivered us and he brought us into this place to learn. You come here on Sundays, we come here to be fed so that we can go out and feed other people, but not just for us to sit here and clap about the things that we right. do. Because right. we're not up here just sitting here so you can clap at the things that we do. We know if we were able to talk to many of you in here that you're serving in many places, that it, was, it took a lot maybe for you to get here. The, you have a platform and so the Lord, what he's asking all of us to do, especially the ladies right now, he said, I've called you for this time, yes. such a time as this, Come I've on. called you to speak. And to speak and use your voice and use your story, because yes. your life is a story. So there's so much I know that the Lord is saying to the women of this house right now, that our collective voices are gonna bring revival into this city. Yeah. Our voices are gonna yeah. break strongholds yes. and barriers. Yes. But if we would just step out and say, Lord, I'm, I'm willing to sacrifice today. I'm willing to lay down and pour out today. You can't pour from an empty cup, though. Yeah. You got to be filled. It's That's not on right. anything that I know. It's on the word. It's on the spirit. So I'm not pouring out from my knowledge. I'm not pouring out from being informed and, and educated. And although I will do all those things, but if I don't have the spirit of God, I will not be able to sustain Come the on. things that he wants to do in That's me. That's right. Right. So I know God, he's, he's doing something in you. I know he is. When I look at you, I look at these women out here. I look in your eyes. I know God is doing something in you, and he's forming you. But the beautiful thing about feet is that they can be washed and they can stand. Come on. And I know there's some women in here that got some feet that Come can on. stand, that some Come feet on. that will be immovable. And that's what he's asking us today, mm. men and women. That's what he's asking us today. His spirit is poured out on both men yes, and women Jesus. to dream dreams and visions that you're seeing for your family and for your life. 
Because these are the last days. And I'm, and I'm just so, I believe the word of God so much. I know what he, he said is true and he's calling yeah. you. Even if he's still forming some things, keep speaking. Yeah. Even if you haven't figured it all out, keep standing. Because he will upgird you, his loving kindness. He, he, will, he will carry you through and he will give you the resilience in these last days. But don't hide your voice and don't cover your story. Because mm. mm. he wants to use you to wash the feet of those right. who think they're too dirty to come up in this church. Right. Right. They think they're too dirty to come in your house. Right. Invite them into your home. Feed them at your table. Yeah. Mm. He wants to rekindle a love through our serving. And he's called that in place in the hearts on, on each of us, mm. in each of our lives. Mm. He's poured out his spirit on you. Yes. That's why you're here today. Mm. His spirit is upon you. His spirit is upon you. Jesus. It never left you. Those of you who may think that it left you or it went somewhere because of mistake from last night, it's still upon you. Mm. He's still with you. I don't know who that was for because we didn't say that in first service, no, but his spirit is that. with you. Mm -mm. But I want to speak prophetically to some of you. You need to wash the feet of your husband again, ladies. Husbands, you need to wash the feet of your wives again. You need to wash the feet of your children again. You need to wash the feet of some family members again. There's some co-workers that you need to wash their feet and serve them. See, that's cross-cultural because we don't do that today. That's not what's happening today. But it's time for us again to wash the feet of others. Now, we don't do that a lot. Now, back in the day, we used to wash feet back in the day. I don't know how many of you all remember that. Back in the day, not just in Calvary, but in the church, period. Back in the day, we used to have feet washing like every, every Sunday or every other Sunday. How many of you all remember that? We used to wash feet, and when we knew we were going to wash feet, we would get our feet ready. <laughs> Come on. Oh, yeah, when we knew we were going to wash feet, when the pastor said we're going to do feet washing next week, we got our feet perfumed, and we put stockings on. They would tell us, take the stockings off, because that ain't what it's about. But we need to go back to it, because there's something about washing the feet says, I'm adding value to you. I see you as Christ sees you. I love you as Christ loves you. You don't have to do anything for me. It's not transactional. I'm doing it because he told me to do it. And in order for me to walk as his disciple, that's what I have to do. And I know it's hard, and I know we've been through some things as a, as a, as a husband and a wife. I, I know we've walked through some things as a, as a daughter and a son. I, I know we've walked through some things as an aunt or an uncle or niece or never. I know we have walked through some things. But today, I heard a simple message that said, if I'm going to be in the kingdom of God, this is what I have to do. And so I'm humbling myself. I'm stooping low and I'm stretching wide so that we can walk together as one. Now that's for somebody in this building today. And I guarantee you when you take that, God's going to do something in your home. He's going to do it in your marriage. He's going to do it in your family. He's going to do it with co-workers, watch God change it because you're responding to the word of God. Hallelujah. Number three, you must be willing to teach others how to serve. Jesus saw a need and he just met it. That's all he did. He saw a need. He knew that the servants were over there arguing. He knew that a need needed to be met. We had to wash these feet 
you know, I just got to do it. And so he gave that object lesson. He just saw the need and he met it. And he was hoping that the 12 would see it and do likewise. And so that's all he did. He saw a need and he met it. But a servant's heart will also expose the pride in others. Because Peter had a struggle with it. Peter said, oh no, you're not washing my feet. Nah, Jesus, you, no, nah, you're the man. You can't be washing my feet. Because you're the man, this is where you are. You're up here. But Jesus told him, if I don't wash your feet, you don't have no part of me. And so, it will deal with pride in our lives. And so I'm going to give you a little sidebar here because some of you struggle with people doing something nice for you. See, you serve and you serve, but then you struggle with somebody serving you. And you can't do that. Because Jesus let him know, I'm your master. I'm serving you today, Peter. I want to serve you. And so some of you need to get off of that and allow people in a healthy way, can I say that, in a healthy way, to serve you. I used to struggle with that. I used to struggle with people serving me. I try to outserve them so they wouldn't serve me back. But I realized that that was pride. Because I would miss, I would be helping them to miss their blessing if I did not allow them to serve. Because if we get to the end of this, he tells us, Jesus lets us know that we get blessed when we live a life of serving. And so if I uh, renege and, and, and say, don't serve me, I don't want you to serve me, I can do this, I got this, don't close the door for me, Bishop, I got this, then I'm messing up his blessing. Come on. And so he had to deal with, with Peter. And so when Peter recognized what this was all about and he got revelation of it, that's why Peter said, okay, well then, then, Lord, just wash my head, my feet, my body, every part of me. And she said, nah, bro, you don't miss it. That ain't what I'm talking about. If you've already bathed, you're fine. That's not what I'm talking about. What I'm talking about here is learning how to serve people, bending low, and then getting rid of that pride and allowing people to serve you. Very simple. A simple message. Dealing with our pride, I think that's, yeah. we don't like to talk about that much, yeah. but we all have pride. We all do. We all do. Turn around and tell somebody, you got it too. <laughs> See, some of you got it now because you don't even want to tell nobody. Uh-huh. Yeah, 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 yeah. We all got it. We all have a level of pride. Come on. And we need to deal with that so that we humble ourselves again. Stoop low and stretch wide. Then number four, you'll live a life. This is what he said. You'll live a life that is blessed when you serve others. This example was much more powerful than any type of lecture series because actions speak louder than words. You could talk about serving all day long, but well, if you don't do it, it doesn't mean a hell of beans. Come on. You got to do it. You got to, people got to see you serving others. Jesus reminded them that they were blessed if they were to obey. If they were to obey this command. To wash the feet and to serve others. Yep, and I, as we talked in first service, a lot of the symbolism of foot washing, even outside of what we see in church, is being done now even in marriage ceremonies. Yes. And people are doing this more often. Is this a sign of reconciliation? And for, for many people, you know, we need to restore some things. Yes. And bring that back. And like we talked about our marriages, even with our children. I was telling first service that I had told my kids just about a week ago, we sat down, we were at the dinner table, and I don't know how we got on the subject, but it got to the point where I was telling them, I said, you know, boys, I'm so sorry that it was last year, the end of our lessons for me homeschooling them, that things just got busy. Life gets crazy, and I felt like I just did not stay as on point with some of the things that I had 
committed to them to do. And I said, boys, I recommit myself to you. Wow. You know, as a parent, to be able to acknowledge some things and then be able to say to your child, you know, I was off. I got a little off, but I recommit myself to you. And I think many of us just should be able to have that moment of awareness at time to reflect and be like, look, do I need to go to somebody and just my spouse or my mm -hmm. kids or a close friend and say, you know, I got off. You know, I, I, I want to reconcile some things. I want to recommit myself to some of these things. That is an act of service. Yes. You know, it's, it's stooping low. Yeah getting rid of the pride or making excuses for, you know, I could have did this or that. No, the point is, you know, I got off. Yeah. And then I just wanted you to know, and that's okay to get off. That's right. And then look, I'm jumping back in here, but I recommit myself to the things that I said I'm gonna do. Right. And yeah. your children probably, that added so much value to those children to hear you mm -hmm. say that. And they know that you love them enough to even let them know that you were wrong. Right. And it, that you were committed. Our words can wash hearts. Yes. Our words, it's like washing the feet, but our words can wash hearts. They can, they can refresh people. Have we refreshed somebody with our words today? Have we refreshed um, our spouse or our sibling with our words? Yeah. Because they can easily break down, but they can build up. Yeah. And we can recommit our words to speaking well. Yeah of one another and over one another. Yeah. You know, this week, uh, Bishop has been away, and, and um, you know, I'm going to be a little transparent. And so he's been away. And, uh, and so when he's away, you know, we just, you know how you get all like, I, I, I got to see you, I miss you, and all of that good stuff, you know? Yes, we yeah. know. Yeah, we do that. Don't we do that? I hope y'all do that. But as he was sharing, he said, babe, he said, I just want you to know I want to be a better man for you. I want to be a better husband for you. I want to love you more. I was like, oh, Jesus, are we, am I going to die? And I just, <laughs> I was like, oh, Jesus. I kept reading the email, I mean, the text. I kept going, am I going to die, Jesus? What's happening? <laughs> but he was expressing to me. He was washing my feet. He was washing my feet. And he said, when I return home, I'm going to be a better man. He was washing my feet. And I said, Lord, you're confirming the message that we've got to stoop low yeah. and stretch wide. And even when it may seem ridiculous and may sound crazy or may look crazy, I got to humble myself and wash the feet of others. Very simple, my friend, very simple. He said, if you do this, Jesus said, if you do this, then you're in my kingdom. You're a part of me if you just do that. Sometimes we trip up on some of the smallest things. Because, see, we want to do the great big things. We want to go win souls. We want to break into prisons. We want to have wonders. We want our names and lives. We want all of that. He said, no, that's nice. But what I really want is you to stoop low, stretch wide, love your husband, love your wife, love your children. Love your neighbor. Love those you work with every day. Yeah. Wash the feet of somebody. I like what John Maxwell says in his book, The Law of Addition. The application of a servant are these seven things. Put others ahead of your agenda. Put others ahead of your agenda. We all have agendas, we all got schedules, we all got all of that. But he said, you know what? Put others ahead of your agenda. Number two, develop the confidence and the security to take risk, even if they reject your love. Just take the risk. Be secure enough just to take the risk, to stretch it, just take the risk. And then number three, look for a need and take 
initiative. Don't wait for the church to do it. Don't wait for your brother or sister to do it. You do it. If you see a need, meet the need. That's what Jesus did. He saw it. He saw that they were over there yapping and, and who's going to be the greatest? He said, look, I just, I'm going to show them who the real servant is. I'm the servant of all. Just meet the need. Number four, perform small acts anonymously. You ain't got to tell everybody what you do. Just do it. You know, just meet a need. Tell somebody, you know what? I want you to take this money right here, and I want you to bring it over to that person, but I don't want you to tell that person who it came from. Just give it to them and tell them to go to dinner. Small acts anonymously. You ain't got to tell them that you did it. The Bible says if you go ahead and tell it, open your mouth and tell it, then you already got your blessing. But when you do it anonymously, you get a great reward. Then number five, learn to walk slowly through the crowd. <laughs> I told the first service, you running out of here at 1020 trying to get to your car. See, you're going to run out of here at 1230. Try to run in your car. But walk slowly through the crowd. Why? Because there are people that need you. There's somebody sitting over there. There's somebody sitting back there. There might be somebody sitting over there. And you just rushing through. You're not even sensitive to the fact that you may be their point of need. So you walk slowly through the crowd. And then number six, begin your day reflecting on the love you have for others in your life. And then lastly, develop a bias for action. Always be willing to take action. Every day, it's a part of my prayer, every single day. Lord, use me to be a blessing to somebody. Because that's what I'm here for. I need you to use me whether I say a kind word, whether I smile, whether it's my money, you want me to give somebody. Whatever you want me to do, that's what I'm here for. I don't live for myself. I live to serve God any way that I can. Now, is it always easy? Oh, no, it ain't. It's not always easy. But I know that if I'm going to be a disciple, if I'm going to be a believer, a believer is one that believes. If I'm going to be a believer of the word of God, Bible tells me, Jesus tells me, that in order for you to be a part of me, this is what you got to do. You got to serve others. And I know, again, it's cross-cultural. We don't do that. That's not the way of the world. But it's the way of God. We are not of this world. We are not of this world. We're in another kingdom. And so we have other ways that we're supposed to respond. And so today, through a very simple message, me and Lydia just wanted to have this con conversation with you today just to let you know that you are an unknown servant that God wants to use to change somebody else's life. Amen? Stand to your feet. I know it's not a message where we hoop and holler and run and all of that. But you know what? It's the message that's going to turn this world around. And so today... As we get ready to end, I'm going to ask Pastor Lydia to go ahead and pray for those who really have felt some hurt or disappointment or pain from the past that it makes it hard for you to serve other people. That God's going to heal you, set you free, so that you'll be able to reach out. You can stoop low and stretch. 
And then I'm going to ask you to pray for the women as we get ready to go into this week, as we get ready to pray and fast from Wednesday to Friday. We're praying for the church. We're praying for the conference. And uh, I'm going to ask her to pray for the women of this house so that we are ready to understand the heart of God and what he wants us to do as women. Because I believe that God is raising up an army of women that are not ashamed, not ashamed to lifting their voice and declaring the power and might of our God. I believe that it's time out for us just being sitting on the side with our mouths quiet. Everybody else is raising their voice. Now it's time for the church to raise their voice and declare the word of the Lord. And so I'm praying for this conference. I'm praying that God is going to do miraculous things during this conference. And if you don't want us to come here by ourselves, so I need you to go get every woman that you know that is hopeless, every woman that you know that is in despair, every woman that you know that is hurting, and I want you to pay for them and bring them. You say pay for them? Yeah, pay for them. Pay for them and bring them. Why? Because that's you stooping low and stretching forth. And you're going to pay for them to come so that they could be a part of it. Not just you come and get a blessing. Come on, it's time out for us always getting a blessing. It's time for us to be the blessing. And so we bring them. Amen? Come on, Pastor Lydia. Every lady, if we could just raise your hands. You just raise our hands, Lord. Now we thank you for the women that we are surrounded by. We don't know what is the desire of their heart, where they've been broken. We don't know every story represented today, but we know that you've called them here for healing. It's a place of restoration. We know that you've met us here mm -hmm. even through your word. Because your word says that you're close to the broken hearts. So I thank you, God, that you're close to those in need today. Yes, and even as we stand with our hands raised, we stand here just with our sister in commitment to loving them, to serving them. God, we, we thank you that they've not disconnected themselves from your church or from your people, but they still have hope in you. So I pray, Lord, that their hearts will be filled with faith today. I pray, God, that they will be surrounded by the love and comfort and peace of God. And they feel you today, God, your presence as they go into their home, that it will not be a place of darkness or depression, but it will be filled with your joy. Your word says, God, that you will... Uh, you lift us up on eagles' wings, God. Hide us, Lord, in your wings today. Those of us who felt hurt and broken so that we can Jesus. find healing and we can find Hallelujah. restoration. Lift us up above yes, the depression. God. Lift our sister up above the darkness, God, and bring her into your miraculous Jesus. light. Meet her there. And as will her sisters, as will we as women, we commit ourselves to slowing down, to paying attention to the pain of those around us, not just so intent on our own healing or our own um, the fix, you fixing just ourselves, but that we are aware of what is happening around us so that we can meet a need. Quiet us a little more. Make Hallelujah. us more sensitive, God, to the, the needs of our sister. We Jesus. thank you for this opportunity to, to uphold her in prayer, and in love. In Jesus' name, amen. I'm gonna ask every woman to come. Come on, every woman, come on. We're going in this together. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you. Hallelujah. Come on, come on. He's raising up an army. Yes, he is. Yeah, that's right. Hug each other if you feel comfortable. COVID ain't got nothing on us over here. Come on, come on, hallelujah. Oh, Jesus, as my sister came to this altar, she was a confirmation of this thing. Hallelujah. Yeah, God got us. Ah, oh, look at all these beautiful women. Hallelujah. Wow, this is awesome. This is awesome. Now, sister, Pastor Lydia is going to pray. She's going to pray that the anointing of God be upon you during this conference. And even during this week, as you're preparing yourself, okay? She's preparing you through prayer and the study of the word this week. Yes. God's going to say some things to you. 
that you've never seen before. And God's going to prepare you. And he's going to anoint you. Yes. To bring others into the kingdom of God. Yes. Some of you were, have been kind of timid thinking that, how could God use me? I don't have all the accolades. I don't have all the background. I ain't got all of that. But you're an unknown servant. And God's going to breathe on you. And who he uses, he actually, he will anoint you. And he will use you to bring in and gather those that need to be gathered. So don't limit God. Yeah. You can't limit him. You can't put him in a box and tell God, well, you can't use me because I don't have this, 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 and this. You can't limit God. When God anoints, he also provides yes. and he makes way. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Don't ever limit God. I don't care where you came from. I don't care if you came from on the other side of the tracks. I don't care. We came out of the projects. I don't care. When God anoints, he brings about a change. I don't care if you failed. I don't care if you just, just said, Lord, you know what? <laughs> I done been through too much. I done gave up too many times. I want you to know God is a God of restoration. And he's restoring you to your place in him. So don't limit God. And as Pastor Lydia prays, I want you to lift your hands. I want you to receive everything God got for you. Come on, come on. I got on. my hands raised because I'm up here with you all. We're up ah, here together. Jesus. God, I thank you for Glory what you're to saying God. to your sisters, to your daughters yes. today, Lord. Just like women back in the Old Testament used to prepare themselves before going to the king, I thank you for anointing us with your oil, God. I thank you for washing us this week, Lord. I thank you, Father, that they see value in their story. They see value in their life. They find dignity, God, through your word in themselves. So, God, I thank you for bringing us a long way. It's been two years since we've been together, but I thank you for the power of connection. I thank you for connecting women and hearts from one generation to the next, that they will sing of the goodness of God in their lives. I thank you for old women taking upon uh, the burdens of young women. I thank you for young women serving these older women. I thank you for babies and young girls that will see lives of women poured out to wash the feet of their sisters. I thank you, Lord, that we will set a new example in this house of what it means to serve one another, not because of looks or, or not because of accolades or titles or for us to be seen, God, but that we will serve one another, Lord in our words and in our deeds, and our actions will line up with what we say. I thank you, Lord, that you have prepared a balm for your women yes. through your spirit this week to touch the deep parts that have oh, the salve of your glory cover us, so glory God. God. The places that we've only glory heard in prayer, Lord, I thank you, God, that they will cry aloud saying, God, I'm here and I know that you glory see me. I thank you that we are women that have been seen and we will now be heard. I thank you, God, for the women that are committed to living a life of serving you, that we will love one another in a greater capacity, that we will seek out the desires and needs of our sister in a greater capacity, that we recommit ourselves to one another, to lift one another, to build with one another. I thank you, Lord, for sustaining us. I thank you for this time that you've called us where some of us may have hid back in passivity before, but we are walking out in power for right now. For you have called us for such a time as this. So we will not back down. The enemy lost it when he thought that we weren't getting up, but we got up today to let him know that we are still here and we are still standing. So we thank you, God, for girding us in faith and by your word. Because we're coming for him, and we're taking some ladies with us to walk in freedom and liberty. It's no longer where our sisters be beat down anymore by the lies of the enemy or the lies of this world that says you're not worth anything and that we don't care about you. But I thank you, God, that we will stand, God, 
in the strength of your word to know that you see us and you know us by name and you have called us out of darkness into your marvelous light. So I thank you, Lord, that we'll bring freedom into this city, liberation into this city in the name of Jesus. We thank you for doing it right now. Wash us by your spirit this week. Even as we sleep in our dreams that we have visions and dreams of the things that you're gonna do in us and in our family. Use us for your glory, God, for we are vessels to be poured out. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your spirit. Fill us with your word. I pray that some women go back into the word and know what God says about you. Not what the world says, not what Instagram says. What does God say about you? Know what God says about you so that you can stand against the darts of the enemy. I pray that they put on the full armor of God this week, the helmet of salvation, oh God. I pray they walk in peace this week. The shield of faith be upon them, oh God. And that your word be a sword. These women kings that are standing up here will fight down every lie of the enemy. In the name of Jesus, I thank you, God, for what you're doing and what you will do. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for joining us today. If you said that prayer and accepted Jesus into your heart, it's the best decision you could ever make. We want to celebrate with you, and we have some tools to help you on your journey. Just text JESUS to 48074. To find out more about Calvary Revival Church, text GUEST to 48074. Be sure to subscribe and share this podcast with your friends. Thanks for listening. Now go out and make a difference.